Major League Liberty. Defending life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And our happiness is always destroying the globalist agenda, exposing the flaws in fake news media, and of course, providing excellent entertainment. Entertainment. What's up, Patriot family and Liberty lovers? How you all doing this evening? This is Ty coming to you live tonight here on Major League Liberty. Please like, share, get this out. We're fighting the Zuck hard. I still don't have my share button, so if you guys could help us out and share, share, share. Thank you all for joining with us this evening. You know, there's a lot of crazy stuff going on in the country, and we have a lot to talk about this evening. And, you know, we're going to flip the script myself and Zach tonight. Jersey couldn't be here this evening. The Beast from the East He's playing daddy daycare. The guy's busy. He just didn't have time tonight. He wanted me to let you guys know that he apologizes that he can't be here. But hey, you know, if we're not fighting for our family and it's not family first here, then what the hell are we doing? So the man had to be with his family. That's what we do. The rest of us pick up the slack, pick up the flag, and we carry on. So Zach will be helping me this evening. Zach in the back, not only will he be producing, he'll be doing a little bit of commentary with us as well this evening. You guys, we got a lot of big news coming up, a lot of exciting things coming down the pike. Uh, we won't be able to share a lot of it with you guys. We have just a lot of things to put together, but we will be bringing a lot of cool events and live things coming to you all summer. So we're excited to do that with you guys as well as check us out, Major League Liberty. If you're new to the page, please type in Liberty Prevails here in the comments, and that will allow you to subscribe to our chat bot. It'll go ahead and it'll send you a message asking you if uh, you want to join. You'll type yes, and then that'll just sign you up for when our shows go live. We have Louie on Sunday, myself and Jersey usually on Monday. we got Logan and Troy on Wednesday, and myself, Jermaine Bozio from Conservative Nation. He's with me on Thursday night, and the only other time you'll get anything is when we go to a rally. So thank you guys all for being in here. Thank you all for sharing. Zach, thank you for being in the background. If you have a second, would you like to uh, come up and let everybody know what's going on this evening and how you're doing? Sorry, brother. Uh, doing well. Doing well. Still in a good mood. My Nuggets beat uh, the commies in Portland last night. There's not a not a game on tonight, so I don't have to worry about my team losing because I'm not watching them because that, that always happens, unfortunately. <laughs> right. It's almost like – You do four shows a week. I mean, that's that's going to happen, especially during football, football season. So, Right. And you're pulling double duty tonight, and I want to thank you for that. I know it's hard to do, but, I mean, you're the man. We sure appreciate you. No problem, brother. Well, so basically where we're going to go with this tonight, you guys, is, is we're going to flip the script on the Democrats a little bit. Usually here at MLL, we're trying to fight the fake news, and we're trying to fight for conservatives, and we're trying to always – basically we're on defense, it seems like, and we're always fighting back. Well, now with this 2020 feel from the Democratic Party start to even out, Zach, wouldn't you say that – we're going to be able to go on the attack a little bit and kind of bring up what some of these people are about and their flaws. I guess there's a lot of flawed candidates. Oh, absolutely. Um, sorry. Somebody said the chat bot didn't go out. So let me just make sure that is correct. I'll have to fix that. Thank you for saying that. I wonder why there's only 40 people here. Um, the funny thing about that tie is I don't think we're going to have to go on the offensive. These people are going to attack themselves, eat themselves whole left and right it's going to be hilarious especially what are we at 22 candidates now about six of them don't even get a, a percent or two but 
it, you take those six out, you still got a ton. So it, it's it's going to be hilarious. We're going to have tons of videos to play in the next what, year and a half now. <laughs> right. It's going to be it's going to be a bloodbath. It, it re- literally reminds me of, you know, Zach and I are the same age pretty much. So, you know, we were kids. There was friggin SummerSlam and there was, you know, whoever left the ring and, you know, and some, you know, bruised, beat up man with a cut on his forehead and missing teeth. He ended up, you know, being the king of the ring. And I think that's pretty much what you're going to end with when it comes to the end of the Democratic primary. And what we're seeing is, is we're seeing this full on attack. We see them say Russian collusion, Russian collusion. And then when they get the report that there is no collusion, they jump from that to Barr as an operative for the president. And then they jump from that to then there's iffy obstruction charges. Then did you see that today, Zach, where they got like 400 attorneys to sign on to this paper saying that if Trump wasn't president, he'd already been indicted by now. Did you see this? No, I didn't. Yeah, there's some there's some left wing political activist group that that's what they did. They come out and they had 400 attorneys or district oh, yes. attorneys. Yeah, did you see that? And they yeah. signed on. I didn't to it. I mean, read it all, but I, I yeah, figured. it's nonsense. 400 attorneys in the United States of America. I mean, that's a drop in the bucket to put 400 leftist attorneys together. I mean, that's right. I mean, that's not a that's not a far stretch by any means. But then the thing is, is so what we're going to do tonight is, is since we don't have Jersey with us, it's myself and Zach, we're going to shotgun these videos at you guys. And basically what it is, is we're going to show you the flaws and talk about the candidates or the bigger name candidates. Like Zach said, we're not even going to bring up Hick and Looper and Bennett because there has beens, never would be's there. They, they don't Yang. They don't have it. They don't have a, yeah, the Yang gang. They don't have a flying chance to hell. So, right. So what we're going to do is, is we're going to go over the big ones. We're going to talk about some of the flaws and some of the gaffes that, and some of the nonsensory and in, in, in what's the word whimsical nonsense that they come up with about the Trump presidency, the Trump economy. Um, they talk about everything Trump. You guys, just so you know, if we are having a little internet trouble tonight, I live in a, an area where there's quite a few bit of storms rolling through, and we wanted to give you that waiver right off the beginning to let you guys know that we, we might have some issues. Please like and share. You guys, we had an issue with our chat bot. Zach's trying to get that fixed right now. But if you could please share this out to your groups and share it out as much as you can, we'd really appreciate it. Like I said, we're always fighting the Zuck. We lose our share buttons. And then tonight, what did they do? They kicked us some problems with our chat bot. We're trying to get that out now. Um, Appreciate you all for being in here. Adam, how you doing? Tanya, Mama Winner, Sally, PK, Superfan, PK, how you doing? It's good to see you all in here this evening. Thanks for joining us. So where's the first? I mean, we like I said, we talk about bar, Russian collusion. We've seen the attacks on Trump since day one. I mean, I'll never forget the first report coming out from the White House was is when they remember that uh, blogger, I think Zach, for it was the New York Times. He sent out a tweet saying that they'd remove the bust of Martin Luther King from the White House. Do you remember that was like the first big controversy as soon as he was sworn in? Mm-hmm. And what was it? There was, I think, a state patrolman was standing in front of the thing. So, right. So since day one, it's been a disaster. And it's went down the line from politicians to attorneys to the view well, Chelsea Handler, she's been a big, big advocate against the president from day one. I mean, she was in the middle of it when Madonna was talking about blowing up the White House. And we had, uh, I can't remember her name. She she was, I'm one nasty woman. I can't believe it slipped my mind. She she was the nasty. Madonna? No. No, Madonna was going to blow up the White House. I can't remember what her, she's an actress. Somebody's going to say it in here. Please, if somebody can remind me what her name is is she she was a nasty woman i mean we've seen all of this just mess so hollywood's a disaster 
Now, so now they realize that they've got problems. So we're going to jump into this and kind of lay the foundation for all these candidates. So let's sit, let's listen to this derangement syndrome that Chelsea Handler and the left and how they're handling themselves now that 2020 is nearing. I know that a lot of us, though, were hoping that the Mueller report was going to come out. He's Ashley Judd, thank you. Get in the trouble but do you think that we spent too much time on that you know everybody kind of in the muller mania well, and then I mean, afterwards kind of disappointed yeah i mean we we got we relied on it i certainly did i thought that was going to be the end of this chapter and it turns out there's just going to be more and more corruption and and uh, but you know listen i had to get my life back yes you know what i mean i want to be optimistic and i want to be positive and I can't watch the news on a loop like I used to, and I can't read the news on a loop like I used to because I want to be in a state of action, not reaction. Yeah. And sometimes when we're watching it, we're just sitting there Jeez. going, I hate this. I can't believe it. So I think a lot of us, you know, have had a wake up call. For, and, and I know I'm a person that that happened to. And I know millions of other people feel the same way. So it was a good chance to take a look at myself and find out what my issues are moving forward and why Trump represents such pandemonium to me. Lest us forget that almost every person that's a spokesperson against Trump is a comedian at some point in their life, it seems like. Everybody's a comedian. And, and that's what the Democratic Party is going to. I mean, Kathy Griffin, she was brought up in here. I can't remember the other comedian's name. She's the one that remembers she did the abortion for the 4th of July. It was the independence deal where she she was, she was went in and she went after Sarah Huckabee Sanders, remember, at the last dinner. I mean, they, they look to these comedians, to these people from Hollywood. I mean, the Jay-Zs and the Beyonces. I mean, even Kevin Costner has been weighing in lately. It's disgusting. Guys, Zach has just informed me that the damn chatbot is not working. So would you please help us share this out, please? I mean, let's jump this up. Let's get the numbers up a little bit. We very seldom ask for this, but you guys, we're having issues. I mean, they're really fighting this hard. So Zach's working on that. So you guys, we see the progressive left just attack us from Hollywood. They've attacked us. I mean, did you see after Barr agreed not to go under testimony again the next day? the chicken, the eating of the fried chicken. I mean, what that symbolizes to them and the way that they just act. I mean, even here in the state of Colorado, the way the state legislature just looked down their nose at all the Republicans and the House and the Senate minority uh, individuals in this state and the issues that we're having. I mean, they're thumbing their nose at everybody. The far left is driving them. And there's no doubt about that. The far left is driving this whole thing. They're pushing the agenda as far left as they can. Free Medicaid for all. I mean, they're the new green deal. There's tons of things that they're trying to push down our throats. And what people don't realize is, is they're pushing this to the kids. They're pushing this to the kids. And we have a lot of states that are pushing their own agendas. We've seen that here in Colorado. We know California has pushed their agenda. We know basically the whole West Coast is communist at this point. But one thing that we're seeing is, is so we've seen them attack through the press. We, we, we don't even need to bring up fake news. We bring up fake news all the time. We're setting this up to flip the script. They attack from the press. They attack from their politicians. They attack from Hollywood. They attack with activist judges. They attack with allegations from strippers and hookers. They attack with the Russian collusion. We had the FBI actively attacking the president. But now one thing we're seeing is, is these blue states, these activist states, they're starting to find ways to keep President Trump off the ballot. And we're going to go from Hollywood, how they're trying to stop the president and their game plan, to what blue states are doing to keep the president off the ballot in 2020. 
presidential candidates, of course, have been releasing their tax returns since the 1970s consistently. But in the last election, President Trump refused, saying he was under an audit. Democrats will not let the issue go away. In the House, they have issued subpoenas to get those tax returns. And now in 17 states, there are bills pending that would keep the president of the United States off the ballot in 2020 if he doesn't release his taxes. Most of the states were won by Hillary Clinton in 2016, and in four of them, the bills have passed in the Senate, Washington, Hawaii, Illinois, and this week in California. Three of the states were won by Trump, Arizona, Mississippi, and the critical state of Pennsylvania. Democrats say it's about trust and transparency. Tax returns just go to the core of your true financial interests. And, and obviously, it's just unprecedented for President Trump not to release his taxes. No one's ever even imagined that someone would, would do that. And so I think it's a legitimate public policy issue. There is no law that says candidates have to release their tax returns, and the Constitution only lays out a handful of requirements to be president. One must be 35 years old, a resident within the United States for 14 years, and a natural-born citizen. So the legal debate is whether states which are in charge of conducting elections have the authority to add new requirements for candidates to appear on their ballot. The Constitution has spoken to that, and if you want to change the qualifications for the presidency, including if you want to add a qualification that says you have to release your tax returns, you need to amend the Constitution to do that. Now, Zach, let me ask you a question here. What do you think? I mean, we've seen them move the goalposts. We're, we're seeing them. Basically, they're like a bunch of rats scurrying when you lift up a log. I mean, what's your take on this with trying to get him off the ballot in all these states? Uh... <laughs> honestly would you put anything past them at this point and those aren't those aren't all blue states i'll uh have you know if you notice um a few of those are are republican controlled so um a few of them have failed already as well so uh, you're right yeah it, trump derangement syndrome man what how else can you chop it up right no you're right and it's a disaster and we see it at every level and we see it in these states. And like Zach said, there were a few red states in there. A lot of them have been brought up and shot down. National popular votes been shot down in some places that they were trying to bring that up. We've seen that run on that. We had it here in the state of Colorado. And I truly don't believe, uh, even with Colorado, I truly don't believe Colorado is a blue state. I think Colorado is a blue state and a red state. It's just the blue showed up a little more in the last election because I, I truly think that Trump has a chance to win the state of Colorado. I mean, you figure that... Um, you had McCain lose by eight points, Romney lose by six, and Trump only lost by four. So we're gaining ground in the state of Colorado. And basically the way that he's going to appeal to the independents in the next election, I think he has a chance to really swing this state over. Um, so to get to the candidates, so let's shotgun through these candidates. So we see the push against the press. We see the push against the media, how they're pushing against our president. We see all this push. We've talked about it, Hollywood. We don't even need to get into that anymore. Let's go into these candidates. So Joe Biden, the front runner. I mean, we know him. We're not even going to get into We've talked about it a million times on this show about his antics with putting his hands on women and children and all those creepy things that he does. He's already said America was never great. And he said he was going to take Trump outside the back of a barn or a shed and rough him up. Let's see what he had to say. He had his deplorables moment. Zach, would you play this, please? Despite losing in the courts, and in the court of public opinion, these forces of intolerance God, he looks remain older and determined older every to undermine day. and roll back the right. progress you all have made. 
This time, they, not you, have an ally in the White House. This time, they have an ally. They're a small percentage of the American people, virulent people. Some of them, the dregs of society. The deplorable. Ask it a deplorable. Phil Knight of the executive branch to secure justice, dignity, safety for all. The president uses the White House as a literal, literal bully pulpit. Callously exerting his power over those who have little or none. See, what I don't understand is Trump's been proven to empower minorities and certain demographics with his jobs policy, with his tax cuts, with the infrastructure bill that he's reaching across the aisle and working with Democrats. I mean, do you realize what that's going to do, Zach, to labor type jobs in this country and how it's going to bring a lot of blue collar? They were already reporting today that blue collar workers, their percentage of wage has raised faster than their their supervisors. So, I mean, we're seeing I just don't know who they're talking to every time they make the president out to be this racist person or this person that has an agenda to put people of color or minorities in a box and push them down. In my opinion, they're talking to their echo chamber. You know what I mean? They're talking to people that agree with them. Um, the vacuum. <laughs> but but hey, what a great way to follow in the footsteps of Hillary Clinton and bash half of America. Like, did you not <laughs> see that didn't work a couple of years ago? You freaking moron. What sucks is it's not catchy. I mean, deplorable, basket of deplorables. I mean, as soon as she said it, look, you see that right there? I ran out and threw deplorable on myself. That's not, I mean, but dregs of society. I mean, let's get real. Why in that? I mean, literally, that's who goes to show you how old he is. I mean, that's literally the type of terminology or crap somebody would use graduating from law school. And that's another lie, Zach. He said, I graduated in the top half of my law school class and come to find out I mean, literally, he skated by on a banana peel. Yeah, Joe Biden, right? Big loser. But Joe Biden's in the front right now. Joe Biden's the front runner. They have him in. They have him in the front runner in the Iowa polls. But we can't. We don't even know anymore. We don't even know what polls to even look at or what polls to even trust. I mean, they had Hillary winning. I mean, the New York New York Times poll I think had Hillary winning by ninety nine percent the night of the election. I mean, as the state started to tick in. And as the blue wave diminished, Trump crashed through the blue wall, all those Rust Belt states. You started to see the numbers drop back. The polling data showed him getting slaughtered by women, all groups. He had no chance in hell. And what happened? He pulled it off. So you really don't know if you can handle this polling. But they have Biden. I mean, they've already come out with the generic polls that show Trump down to basically everybody. But I think it was Elizabeth Warren. Uh, If you're going to believe those, you're crazy. But we have Bernie. And what's crazy about Bernie is, is Bernie has kind of a weird history and a weird past. And Bernie, when he was the mayor, as he was coming up through his political career, because Bernie's never had any other job other than a political job, Bernie was the mayor of a community. And instead of using Twitter and things like that, Bernie used a TV show. And Bernie had a TV show where he would literally go around in his community and he would talk to the community members. He'd ask them questions. He talked to them about all different things, politics. Tons of different things. In this next clip we're going to show, there's a video of Bernie, and Bernie's doing what Bernie does best. He's talking about communism. So let's go from creepy Uncle Joe Biden into crazy Uncle Bernie Sanders. 
Long before he was a senator and presidential candidate, Bernie Sanders was a U.S. Not congressman. Long before that, he was the mayor of Burlington. <laughs> While he was mayor, Bernie decided the best way to get his message out was to bypass the media and be the media himself. Much like Donald Trump has Twitter, Bernie Sanders had cable access television and a weekly show called Bernie Speaks with the Community. It featured the mayor, mayor going around Burlington and, well, just talking to people, like the time they chatted about communism with a couple of local teens in the mall. I'm kind of an anarchist, but communism doesn't bother me like a true communism where it just goes to a true communism. freedom of enterprise because then everybody gets a chance to, to live and be safe, you know? But when it goes as far as what? cutting down people's freedom of speech, you know, that's not, that's not, I don't feel that's right. You're distinguishing between what you mean as true communism as opposed right. to what exists, say, in the Soviet Union. Yeah. Seriously, Zach, can you believe this? I mean, this guy's running for president. He's an open democratic socialist. Open. What do you think? Give me your take on it, Zach. What do you think about their crazy little Uncle Bernie and his communist uh, TV show? Yeah, like I said, not my uncle. Let's go with the whole not my president BS. People. Oh, guess what? We've got an anarchist in. Hey, guys, we've got a troll. We've got an anarchist. You got to love anarchists because, you know, anarchists are ready because when anarchy happens, everything collapses and things turn into the walking dead. And I'm I don't know if she's big. I don't know if she's tough. I don't know if she's strong. I don't know if she can handle a weapon, but she's an anarchist and she's ready to take it all down. And she's ready to eat bugs and whatever anarchists do when the world's going to go crazy and we're going to get rid of all law and we're going to rule ourselves. So good luck with that. And I'm glad this show was boring because you know what's crazy about it is school was kind of boring, but I learned something. So stick around. Even though it bores you, you might learn a little something. Valuable lessons, Monday Night Show. Thanks for being with us. Uh, like I said, stick around. We'll probably teach you a little something. Uh, put down the sickle and hammer. Chill out. Uh, back to Bernie. I wish Jersey was on here because Jersey does a hell of a Bernie impression. The top 1%. Bernie, Jersey, when he calls in, when Jersey calls in with the Bernie impressions, you guys got to love that. And we missed Jersey on here this evening because Jersey really wanted to go over this. Thank you guys for being here. Steph, Chris, Wendy, Adam, Victoria. Love you guys. Thank you all very much for being in here. And hey, how you doing, Dolly? Thank you for being in here as well. So we're going to go on to Mayor Pete. Mayor Pete. Buttigieg, he's the mayor of South Bend, Indiana. No, Notre Dame fan right here. Telling you guys Notre Dame fan. Been to the town, liberal, liberal bastion. Crazy little place. Talked to some Uber drivers. I was there, met one conservative. The rest of them, I mean, that's all they were is anti-Trump when I was there. That's all they talked about, whether you wanted to talk to them about it or not. They were obsessing going into that Trump derangement syndrome. But the crazy thing about it is, is where does he go on? He goes on to Bill Maher's show. And what do they do? They dive into not only identity politics, but attacking the president, just like Joe Biden did. We didn't see Bernie attack the president. We could have found a million videos of Bernie attacking the president, but we didn't because that gets old too. But we're going to go into Mayor Pete and Bill, and let's see what they have to say, you know, with their identity politics. But why are you suddenly rising in the polls? Well, I think part of it is that People are looking for something completely different. And, you know, we're in this moment. I really believe that I often... we got with, that. Yeah. 
Well, in a way, we did, right? I mean, each each election in many ways produces somebody who's the reverse of what we just had. True. And you could argue that it doesn't get more different from this president than a laid-back, intellectual, young gay mayor from the Midwest. No. <laughs> Identity politics. And jabbing at Trump saying he isn't intellectual. We hear the stories about you like you found a book you wanted to read, but it was not translated from the Norwegian, so you learned Norwegian. I don't know what Trump is, but you're the opposite of that. <laughs> I mean, he's fat, you're thin, he's old, you're young. Uh, you went to Afghanistan, he dodged the draft, right? There's a lot of... Reason. We're very different people. You're very different. <laughs> so how do you beat him? Well, I think that's I mean, Zach, if idea. you look at this, uh, what exactly look. happens is, is right away, what does the left do? They're always fighting identity politics, but they delve into identity politics. And I know you'll agree with me on this, Zach. When they delve into identity politics, first thing he does is he, what, rips Donald Trump, saying that he isn't an intellectual, that he has no thought process in his mind at all. That's the first thing that we see. The second thing he does is, right, he puts himself in a box identity politics and he's trying to reach a certain group or a certain demographic of the population that's one thing that they say they can't stand but that's the first thing that they do and then what do they do no different than joe biden did they build themselves up and then they go a on a tirade about president trump how he's fat he's ignorant all the other things that they go into it's a disaster. And we were going to see these candidates and they all do it. I mean, what they don't realize is, is the thing I don't understand is they keep attacking the president and I don't understand what they're attacking him on. I mean, they're attacking his persona. I can understand that they are, they are attacking his, not only his persona, they're attacking his way of doing business or the way he handles the country, which is like a New York tycoon. I mean, he's a businessman. He's, ha he's, he's handling his own. But the thing about it is, that's what they're attacking him on. Here in a little bit, we're going to see them talk some nonsense about his policy. And we're going to laugh a little bit about that because they're going to attack his economy and other things like that. But Zach, when you want to roll that next clip, go ahead and start it. We've seen Cory Booker come out. He's talked about the guns. He's talked about the NRA. He said he's going to have a woman run right alongside of him. Don't know what's going to happen yet. We haven't seen anything really come of that yet. I think that you're going to see a lot of jockeying for position. I think that the Democratic Party has basically pulled up five or six women candidates that they're going to pull from. I think it's going to be a group effort. We all know that it's going to be all bars. I mean, they're going to pull everything they can. But let's watch and see what Cory Booker has to say. And he's a front runner, I would say. He's, a, he's going to be up there in the middle of it. Zach, play this video. I love that Trump is taking credit for a recovery that started under Obama. But the Here we go. Who is this economy? going to work for and we had a tax plan that was all about giving the wealthiest people more more of a break my vision for this country is that we will target things like massive increase in the income tax credit to actual workers we've got to make sure that this is a shared recovery because right now it definitely is not there is democratic senator cory booker i mean there's definitely not shared recovery what are they talking about i mean First of all, we have to look at the things that Obama did. When we had the collapse, he tightened everything down. He tightened the auto industry. He tightened the bank industry. He tightened all types of industries down in this country. That's when we started to see the decline in the economy. But what happened? Soon as President Trump was elected and he started to ease up on these industries, Zach, wouldn't you say that's what caused the, the boom in steel and everything else in this nation? I mean, everything. Yep. Um, 
something Corey said during that about the Obama starting the economy and stuff. Did you see? I, I think it was Louie. I didn't see it. Um, the meme of uh, Obama sitting there and it says, so there I was setting up ep- economic miracles for the next president. No, seriously, it's the truth, <laughs> and that's how it makes you feel. I mean, they don't have an answer for anything. These are the people that said, Zach, remember all the news agencies? If he says he gets over three GDP, he's going to need a magic wand. Well, he found that magic wand. Obama said you'd never bring manufacturing jobs back to this country. We've seen with the tight loosening of restriction and the tax breaks. Sure, it's going to help some of these big companies get back into the United States of America. He's made us competitive again on the world market. He got rid of NAFTA. He's got his new deal sitting there. He's in a trade battle with China right now. He's got his foot in North Korea. I mean, this man is on task. He has done more in two years than any other president in American history, and they cannot lay off of him. They cannot step back. Then what do they do when they all rant and rave that these things can't be done in an economy? As soon as Trump turns the economy, they attach President Obama to it. And that's the crazy thing about it is, is we have ex-President Obama getting credit for an economy that Donald Trump definitely kickstarted with the lacks of these regulations. So not only that, let's not forget Cory Booker actually wrote, he's he, he he's actually admitted to being a groper. That's what we've called him on the shore numerous times before, groping Cory Booker. So we go from him to Donald Trump's favorite. I'm not going to, you guys all know her nickname. I'm not, I, I feel bad even calling her by her nickname because she don't even have any right to be called that. What's up, Zach? Uh, chatbot suddenly worked. I think it sent it out twice. So, um, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Thank you for everybody that's hopping in here. Oh, yeah, we've seen the numbers jump. It's good to have the chatbot up and going. Thank you all that are just hopped in here. We had a trouble with our chatbot. Thank you all. Like, share, get this out. So let's go into Elizabeth Warren, Zach. This woman is calling for impeachment. You have Nancy Pelosi backing off of impeachment. You you have the Democratic Party. They don't know which way to turn anyway, but loose. Some of them screaming impeachment. Maxine Waters. Pocahontas. Some of them screaming, I just let the process. Some screaming, we got to beat him in 2020. But let's listen to Elizabeth Warren and what she has to say. She's full of nonsense. Zach, play this. She sits candidate for president in the Democratic primary. Joining us now is Senator Elizabeth Warren, Good old uh, who cow. as of tonight is calling for the impeachment of the president. Um, Senator, thank you very much. Uh, there we go. really appreciate your time. I know you made time for us on short notice. Yeah, it's good to be here. So you are the first Democratic presidential candidate who is calling for the start of impeachment proceedings. Other Democrats have been saying it's not worth the political cost. It's not worth the civic cost or or it's it's arguably just too soon. Thank you, Heather. What made you decide to take this step today? Well, I read the report. Uh, I was on an airplane yesterday and started reading it, read it way into the night hey, last Pamela. night. And I got to the end and realized this is about a point of principle. Uh, the report is absolutely clear that a foreign government attacked our electoral system to help Donald Trump. He welcomed that help. And then when it was investigated by our own federal authorities, Donald Trump took multiple steps to try to obstruct justice. You know, this is one of those moments when I get it, that there are people who think politically, no, it's gonna be too hard to do this. This isn't about politics. This isn't even specifically about Donald Trump himself. It is about what a president of the United States 
should be able to do and what the role of Congress is in saying, no, a president does not get to come in and stop an investigation about a foreign power that attacked this country or an investigation about his own wrongdoing. Equal justice under law. No one is above the law, and that includes the President of the United States. Jack, did you register? You can kill right there. Did you, did you just hear that? No one if you is above the law. Everybody is equal in the law. We have... Uh, I don't even know what to say. How about Hillary? Hillary? She above the law? Bill? Clapper? Brennan? Comey? Right. Com Comey leaked information, leaking, leaking, leaking Jim Comey. I mean, we have all of these people breaking the law, but here we go again, moving the goalposts. They're so blind and blatant. I think it's going to hurt them. I think there's a lot of Americans sitting around going, what the hell is going on? I mean, it should insult your intelligence. You should feel insulted. And I really feel bad for people. I mean, I'm not saying that everybody that's an anti-Trumper should come over to the Trump side. And if you don't like the man, you don't like him. I can understand that. But please, don't cut off your nose to spite your face. We see what the hell is going on. We see that there is an attack right now. And they have, I mean, pulled out all the stops. They're lying to your face. They've tried fake Russian collusion. They're obstruction charges now. So here's this guy defending himself, just like when they said that he said he was effed when they started the special counsel. Anybody would have said that because he's he's found out that he's been spied upon. He told the American public that and they laughed at him. He knew all this had happened to him because they had to brief him about this. We know that President Obama had to know what was going on and Clapper and Brennan. It went all the way down to Strzok and Carter and everybody else. Page. Sure, he was going to fight back. So then come up these BS obstruction charges. The fight is real, people. It's disgusting. And what this man is fighting against and what he's fought for has been a... And so you have the impeachment talk come up. And that's what really upsets me is, is there is nothing to impeach the man. He's basically had to defend himself since day one. And we have all these different attacks. The economy isn't his. He's a Russian agent. Still, they don't want to believe it. They want to get into his taxes. They've went after his person. But the thing that really disgusts me is we've seen all these attacks on Trump and we've seen all the, and, and Trump's anti-socialist, anti-globalist, pro-America, pro-constitution. And then we have Beto. We've played this video on another show, I'm pretty sure, but let's show Beto. Beto basically, not only does he not like the president, not only has he said that he would tear down the wall, Beto also hates the constitution. And we'll play this clip. Beto wants to get rid of the Constitution. Well, many on the left say Beto O'Rourke is their golden boy. But do they really want a candidate who continues to question the Constitution? In a Washington Post interview, Beto said of it, quote, does this still work? Can an empire like ours with military presence in over 170 countries around the globe with trading relationships and security agreements in every continent can it still be managed by the same principles that were set down 230 plus years ago? Come on, man. Does the progressive prince need to be taken back to school? Let me ask Fox News senior. First of all, our founding fathers were highly intelligent and they knew exactly what they were doing. They were writing the Constitution that many years ago because they planned for every bit of what's going on today. These arguments wouldn't even be going on now if they didn't see this coming down the pipe at one point. Wouldn't you agree, Zach? Sorry, muted my mic. Um, 
Yeah, the le- the left is unhinged. The the new left. I don't even call them Democrats. They're far from a Democrat that I knew ten years ago. Let alone, you know, JFK Democrats. JFK is rolling over in his grave right now, looking at the Democrat Party. So, I nothing surprises me. And him using that, she said, you know, do you really, you know, should he really be doing this? Yes, because he's he's appealing to those radicals. To be honest with you, so. You're going to have the the middle of the road Democrats running this year, and then you're going to have the Bernies, the the Kamalas, the, you know, just way the hell out over here somewhere. Right. Yeah. Mr. Robert Francis O'Rourke. I mean, talk about culturally appropriating a name. I would be disgusted if I was from his area knowing that some Irishman would change his name for Beto just to get a Hispanic vote. It's disgusting. There we go again. The left playing identity politics. So Beto, he's went against the president. Like we said, we know that he would tear down. He said he would tear down the wall. He's went after Trump millions of times. Tons of gaffes on the campaign trail. He couldn't beat Ted Cruz in Texas. I don't know what the hell he thinks he's going to do trying to beat Donald Trump, who is going to literally be like a wild beast in 2020. He's vindicated by the report. He's going to be on the attack. God, basically he's asked anybody to come on and run against him. Zach, do we have the next video run up with Kamala? Uh, your audio just fixed itself. I was going to have you drop, but it fixed itself. We're good. Yeah, go okay, ahead. Awesome. Okay, guys. So yeah, we got Kamala Harris set this up. Kamala Harris has made some big mistakes and she's had some gaffes herself. She is known for her extramarital affairs she wasn't married at the time but with the mayor she basically has has the reputation of sleeping her way to the top i'm gonna say it it's the fact um let's play this video though this is the funny one when she was smoking weed trying to appeal to a certain demographic in this country comments from her radio interview with the breakfast club are sparking controversy have you ever smoked i have okay and i and i inhale i didn't i did inhale It was a long time ago. (laughs) Harris explains her pro-pot stance and admits that she indulged in the substance while in college. Then this exchange happened. What does Kamala Harris listen to? What were you listening to when you was high? Uh, (laughs) What was on? What song? Here's the best part. My goodness. Oh, yeah, definitely Snoop. Uh Uh-huh. Tupac, Tupac. for sure. People quickly jumped on what they saw as a contradiction, given that Tupac and Snoop Dogg were not producing music while she was in college. Harris graduated from Howard University in 1986 and later got her JD from the University of California in 1989. Tupac's debut album, Tupacalypse Now, came out in 1991, and Snoop's first album, Doggy Style, followed a few years later in 1993. So So basically, here we have another politician play identity politics saying, yeah, I smoke weed and listen to Tupac and Snoop. And then come to find out how she wasn't even in college at the time that these guys were rapping. And second of all, she put tons of people away for smoking marijuana. Zach, isn't that kind of kind of yeah. hypocritical and funny? Absolutely. That was almost as bad as, uh, I believe it was on the same show. Uh, when, if it wasn't, I'm, I'm sorry, but the host asked Hillary, uh, what, what one thing do you always carry in your in your uh, in your purse? And she's a hot sauce, you know. <laughs> Seriously, she probably she, I don't, Zach, <laughs> or when she went to that conference on 
wage equality inequality and she was wearing like a fifty thousand dollar gucci jacket yeah. and she's in this inner city basically in this ghetto talking to these people wearing a jacket that was probably the 10 years of income for some of those people oh yeah at least disgusting so we see kamala hara she tried what's she trying to do identity politics we didn't want she's bashed trump also we could play plenty of video of her bashing trump we could see her she's went after trump taxes she went after what she went out every hearing she was trying to her and spartacus Cory gardner were trying to put themselves as the front runners for the 2020 democratic party and make their spartacus moment on donald trump on any type of hearing for any although i'm not a fan of it i mean it was the, the lady's nuts what's up zach Say, so, yeah, although I'm not a fan of him, you said Corey Gardner. It was Corey Booker. <laughs> Sorry, I apologize. I apologize. You're you're Corey in Colorado Booker. politics now. You got to be careful what you say about these Colorado right. politicians. <laughs> right, Corey Booker. My bad, Corey Booker. We have Corey Booker. He's trying to make his Spartacus Spartacus moment along with Kamala Harris. And here's the deal: is it's been a disaster all along. Zach, whenever you could play this next video, then we go on to Amy Klobuchar and. What does she do? They go to HBO. We've seen HBO. We've seen Showtime. We we see Netflix working with, and I do want to apologize. Thank you, Zach, for catching that gaff. I mean, the mind's running, getting worked up. Thank you. Sorry, Corey. Um, <laughs> if you'll play this, here's a little clip of uh, what paid TV is doing right now. Here's another candidate running against President Trump, and let's see what she has to say, what her platform is, and what she's going to do about Big Bad Trump. People are tired of the chaos. Uh, they want someone that'll govern from opportunity. They're tired of those early morning tweets, the divisiveness. That's all are true. They? But what I say to them is if you just put your blanket over your head every morning <laughs> and you don't do anything about it, we're going to have it for four more years. There is this new form of nostalgia, which is like, can we go back to the way it was three years ago? Yeah. You know, there's like a... We, people want oh, you mean you to, don't know what it's got till it's gone with Barack Obama? Do you hear that thing of, can we please just get back to normal? Uh, yes, because they, again, people know the politics matter in their everyday life, but they want to see some sanity to the debate. And the problem with President Trump is that he's always going one direction or the other to get in the debate in terms of attention, uh, to get his base riled up. Instead of saying, what are our solutions right now? Uh, to very straightforward issues like workforce training or maybe we need comprehensive immigration reform, that that would be good because we need some workers on our fields in the factories. Uh, maybe we need a dairy policy that works for this nation. You know, those are the things that matter. But I think the voters basically, they want to see a check and balance, but mostly they want to see a Democratic candidate that has an optimistic economic agenda that is willing to take him on when you need to do it, but not go down every rabbit hole with him. The whole key here is to renew the I heartland mean, democracy. And what better place to do it than in the heartland with a heartland candidate? Okay, so she attacks his economics, which basically he has the best economy it looks like in American history is what they're talking about. She attacks dairy, which what has Trump been talking about when it comes to tariffs and on the campaign trail, how Wisconsin and upstate New York dairy farmers have been screwed over by Canada. Yeah. I mean, Zach, what are they talking about? I mean, they're. She, she literally referenced you. Don't, you didn't know what you had in Obama until he was gone. So just right there. I mean, come on. One I mean, GDP is is the new future. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you remember that guy? 
she doesn't know what the hell she's talking about. She just, I, I give up on her. She's, she, she won't get more than 5% in the primaries and drop out by Iowa. Right. And then she's talking about you, you know, we were covering our face with the blanket, just like we saw Chelsea Handler talking earlier, how she, she was obsessed and had the news on with, we, uh, we had Amy Schumer that said she was power eating because Trump was elected. I mean, we had how many stars, Zach, say they were going to go to Canada, which that never happened. I think but we had two. one maybe went. That's about it. Right. I mean, so we have all these people, mass exodus, supposedly from the country. None of it's <laughs> going to happen. But she's just like Zach said. She's a has been no different than Bennett, no different than Hickenlooper, no different than the Yang gang. All They're gone. It's pretty much disgusting. The last, the last one we have is Gillibrand, and we're gonna play this. And in, in, in what the reason I save this for last when it comes to the candidates, then we have another good, good video you guys got to stick around for. Is you have to see that the, the the level that they'll go to, they'll talk about Trump and how he's not presidential, and that he should take things more serious, and that he's makes off the cuff remarks. But then we see the left use Bill Maher and HBO. We see him on all the late shows, all these candidates from Hillary. We've seen Booker. Sorry again, Corey. Um, we've seen Booker. We've seen Kamala Harris. They go on late night shows, morning shows, talking about smoking weed. Let's see what Jill and Brand does and how, how far she takes this. Now, this is cute. This is what I want for my president when running for office is one of these ads running around clips. Thank Sometimes it's hard to tell all the old white guys in Congress apart. So I just say, hi, Bob. Every Wednesday, I steal Marco Rubio's table in the Senate dining room. I secretly enjoyed Donald Trump's State of the Union address because I didn't have to keep standing to applaud all the time like I did under President Obama. Seven years ago, I dropped an F-bomb in the cloakroom to Joe Lieberman. He's still blushing. Sometimes I wonder if Donald Trump might actually support a Kirsten Gillibrand bill if I called it a KGB. Stupid. Right? I mean, literally, this is Stephen Colbert. I mean, this is a Trump-hating liberal late-night host. And then you, she's running for president, you guys. This woman is running for president of the United States of America. I mean, and now they're... I mean, so we've gone through a lineup of these people. I mean, we went... We showed you Chelsea Handler. Um, Hollywood mountain down. We see CNN and the leftist news agencies mountain down every day. We show you how the states themselves are trying to block Trump with not putting his can't be on the ballot. Liberal justices, liberal judges, basically legislating from the bench. Then we go through all of them from Biden, Groper Biden to crazy Bernie, Mayor P, Cory Booker, Cory Booker. I'll say that again. Thank you, Zach. <laughs> Elizabeth Warren, Beto O'Rourke, Kamala Harris, Amy Klobuchar, Kristen Gillibrand, and they're saying that Trump now, if he if he thinks the election is iffy, he won't come out. They're they're attacking him from all directions. But the best one is Hillary in the video that we're going to play next because not only did Hillary get her butt whooped, Zach, now she feels a little bit empowered. Now she feels like you want to know what I'm going to reach out to this opportunity again. And what I'm asking you guys to do is, is first of all, if Bill's in this clip, if I remember why, please watch Bill because Bill's body language is just beautiful in this clip. He is so interested and he's so excited to hear what Hillary has to say. Wait till you guys check this out. This is a funny clip because 
Hillary believes that the election was Zach, would you play this clip, please? Let's uh, talk about what happened over the weekend. Hillary Clinton was speaking at a Los Angeles event on Saturday, and she still is not over the fact that she lost. Listen to what she said. <laughs> yeah. I laughed. think it's also critical to understand that, as I've been telling candidates who have come to see me, you can run the best campaign. You, you did become the nominee, and you can have but the you stole. stolen from you. <laughs> comes from the lady who wants to get rid of the electoral oh, college. Zach, <laughs> now seriously, have the election stolen. Now, did you hear? Yeah. You can run the best campaign. <laughs> she didn't do that. Yeah, forgot about Michigan and Pennsylvania and places like that, didn't she? You can become the nominee, which we all know that she stole the nomination from Bernie with the super PAC. And then pot calling the kettle black. I'm going to say something about stealing an election. What do you know? What do you know? Right. Round it off, Hillary. Give it, give it. So, <laughs> Yeah, no, thank you, Hillary. So, Zach, basically, what did you think of all these candidates? Give us the breakdown and the rundown. Give us the give us the rundown on the show, what you think of all these people and what you see happening with Trump in 2020. Well, honestly, Ty, you, you get the theme that they don't have. They're saying all this craziness because they don't have anything to run on. What are they going to run on? They're going to run on raising taxes. They're not going to tell you that. They're going to tell you uh what is it uh medicaid for all and then uh, reparations reparate yeah don't get me started there um but uh lost my train of thought who was it warren saying that she was going to uh the whole student debt thing and forgiving that and how do you do that ty you have to raise taxes you're right and the left just doesn't get it and i mean they get it. They they want it. Why? Because they're they're not hardworking individuals like us. Now I'm not talking about regular Democrats. I'm not talking about your 35, maybe 40 ish and up Democrats. I'm talking about your 25 ish year old Democrats that go to school and think they're given all these are supposed to be given all this stuff because that's what their uh, um, teachers have told them. Their professors have told them so. They have nothing to run on, Ty, um, other than raising taxes, which as they come out with it, that's all Trump's going to say. How are you going to pay for it? How are you going to pay for it? How are you going to pay for it? And force them, force their hand into telling everyone, oh, we have to raise taxes. So. And I think you said it best, Zach, when you said all they are running on is raising taxes, because like Zach stated, when you look at all their programs, when you look at free education, free college education, free health care, in Colorado now, free full day kindergarten, free, free Bernie Sanders, free Kamala Harris, free Cory Booker, free. Then you combine that in with anti-gun, which like Zach said, you're middle of the road Democrats, you're Kennedy Democrats, you're more conservative Democrats. They're definitely pro Second Amendment. You see what's happening in Venezuela today, what's happening down south of the border now. You have to be pro Second Amendment because without the Second Amendment, the first, the fourth, the fifth, the 14th, none of those matter. It all becomes a disaster. And that's what they're fighting against. They want to get rid of the Electoral College. That way we can go to a true democracy, which we aren't a true democracy. We're a constitutional republic. But that becomes mob rule. It becomes mob rule. A true democracy is mob rule. We don't want any part of that. That's what they want. They want to flood the border with illegals. They want to give them the right to vote. 
They want to get rid of the electoral college. They want to go to mob rule. Then they want to take away your guns. And then if you don't agree with the government, when they go socialistic, which socialism is definitely going to rid the nation of any type of capitalism, because socialism is the abolition of personal property. And that's what they want. They want the state basically to take care of everybody. The state wants to take over your businesses. The state wants to have their hands in everything. And they definitely are pushing for that. And they want to get rid of your personal property. They want, they make it try to sound good to these young kids as we're all helping each other. And it's one big family helping each other. But we all know that there's only a certain amount of people that are going to pull the cart. And there's always going to be a certain amount of people that are going to ride in the cart. They, you saw Bernie Sanders talking about to that kid and he says, in pure communism, pure communism don't happen because the system goes from democracy to socialism to communism to an oligarchy to anarchy, and then it starts all the way back around. And that's been the cycle of the world. And we're seeing this fight in our country right now. And there's informed individuals. There's in there's people that are fight. They are bringing it to the streets and fighting for this country. Then you have another group that is bought in, bought into it. They bought into the BS coming from the leftist education, the leftist educational institutions in college. They're listening to the MTV generation. They're listening to movie stars and athletes. They're not paying attention to the Constitution. They're not paying attention to the law of the land. They're not paying attention to any of those things because they're not taught that. They're not taught to love their flag. They're not taught to love their country. They're not taught to respect their veterans. There's a lot of people that don't even believe that the Holocaust happened. I mean, that's disgusting. In my daughter's school, they didn't even bring up 9-11 this year. Her teacher didn't even bring up 9-11. Are we so far removed that we don't forget that some people, according to some of our actual elected leaders in this country, the woman said, Ilhan Omar said that some people crashed into a building. Pretty disgusting. That's all I have to say. All I know is, is if we don't stand, if we don't start pushing, if we don't start getting involved in politics, if we don't start getting involved in boards, if we don't start getting involved in our children's school, the takeover is just, they're just kicking it down the road. And I truly believe that they wanted to steal the election from President Trump, but they knew that basket of deplorables. They knew these patriots in this room here right now. They knew that these people that love this country and when President Trump would get up and talk, you'd get a tear in your eye because he brought back that American spirit. He talked about our values. He talked about God. He talked about you can dream again. He talked about you can say Merry Christmas instead of Happy Holidays. They knew that if they stole the election that we were watching. They knew that if they stole the election that there was a woke group of people, the forgotten men and women in America. The people that got out, they didn't pull. They went to the voting booths. And what did they do? They went in there and pulled the damn trigger for Donald J. Trump. Like he said, what do you have to lose? And there was a lot of people that felt like they had nothing to lose. And they're starting to see the fruits of their going out and voting. And I think that's just building the momentum. I mean, you saw them talk about the impeachment. There's a representative out of Texas. He was talking today saying, if, if President Trump, sorry, guys, I have allergies. If President Trump isn't impeached, he will be elected. He is a re-election machine. He has a war chest that is just stock full, just stock full and ready to go. He has patriots out there that are willing to go to rallies and stand for him and willing to get on these podcasts and fights for him. And that's exactly what we're going to do. And it's going to take all of us. The forgotten men and women can't be silent anymore. You got to make, we've got to wear those mega hats. 
You got to email your president and encourage him to do the things that you want him to do and to represent America. You got to help him fight globalism. Like we've said on this show many times, we're not a top to the bottom country. We're a bottom to the top country. We're a bottom up country. And the only way to support this president and the only way to pass the America first agenda and then keep America great is to get involved in your local politics and help make changes at the local level. The same types of changes that your president is making at the national level. We got to meet in the middle. I'd like to thank you guys all for joining this evening. I want to thank Zach, Zach, for always doing what he does in the background. Sorry, the video is a little bit choppy this evening, folks. Like we said, we're dealing with some inclement weather here in Colorado. That's an issue. David, thank you. Shannon, and, and thank you guys for sticking with us. Um, I, I definitely think that we do reach to some people, and we do have some things to say that are important, and we are showing you video evidence. We are showing you things that are happening. We are showing you these people and talking about their faults. Here's the deal. I don't agree with Donald Trump 100% of the time. When Donald Trump's wrong, Donald Trump's wrong. Bump stock ban, wrong. Say it 110%. There's some things he's done that's raised the debt I don't necessarily agree with, but the man's a financial wizard and he has jump-started the economy. I hope it all plays out. I hope the Democrats don't take back over and they don't just basically push what he's done, try to make him looking bad in history. I truly believe we're looking at the second coming of George Washington. I truly believe we're looking at probably the best president of the modern era. You're right. Um, another thing that he's done is his justice reform. That's something that the NFL even thanked him for. He moved the Capitol back to Jerusalem. He is doing things that no American president in the last 30 years has had the guts or the gumption to do. I mean, you had Reagan. Reagan did some pretty amazing things with tear down that wall. Reagan did some pretty amazing things with basically outspending Russia and winning the Cold War without firing a shot. I have a lot of respect for him. But Donald Trump has taken that and he has stood his ground. And not only has he stood his ground, he's dug his heels in and he said the things that nobody has ever wanted to say, and he's done a lot of the things that nobody's ever wanted to do because they didn't want to tip the apple cart. But let me tell you what, you have a president now who's not a politician, who had no reason to really run. His life would have went on the same. He has enough money that if America would have got so bad, he could have picked up and flew him and his family to any country in the world, and they'd have taken him with open arms. You have countries like Italy. You have places in Europe where they're chanting for Trump. I mean, you saw when Netanyahu was reelected in Israel, there were Trump flags being waved in the street. The man's making a mark on the world. And we have a bunch of communists, and I will say American communists, the far left Democrats. I don't even call them Democrats anymore. I call them American communists. You have groups like Antifa and you have anarchist groups that are out there trying to tear this country down and what they don't realize is, is we live in the greatest place on earth the milk and honey is so sweet in this country we've had it good for so long we have allowed our educators and we have allowed certain new historians to rewrite the history of this nation and try to rewrite it in a bad light we've seen them try to go after jefferson and jackson and washington and lincoln and adams they're trying to destruct these men and the order, the reason they're trying to do this is, is they want to destroy the Constitution of the United States of America and push us into the globalist, socialistic, communistic abyss. And we can't allow that to happen. That's why they're trying to, you see, Beto O'Rourke. That's why they're trying to get rid of the Constitution. Because you want to know what they're going to say that these imperfect men, these men that they're trying to take down, wrote an imperfect document. And once they get into the Constitution, you can kiss the First Amendment, you can kiss the Second Amendment, you can kiss them all goodbye because by the time they swipe your guns from you and they make you go to work slaving for the state 
and you lose your First Amendment right because you can't stand up for yourself. And then you want to know what, since you gave up your guns for a McDonald's card or you gave up your guns for a new washing machine or a $500 Walmart gift card, then you can be like the people in Venezuela eating out of trash cans, eating, definitely eating zoo animals, trying to survive. And then you want to know what? If that don't work out, then when they try to put you on a boxcar, you don't have a gun to defend yourself and say, no, sir, I'm an American citizen. I'm an American patriot, and I'm going to stand for the United States Constitution, and I'm going to stand to defend this country. I want to thank you all for joining with us this evening. I want to thank you all for being in here. I want to thank Rose. And you want to know what? I want to thank Patricia, and I want to thank PK, and I want to thank Chris, and I want to thank Shelly. And I want to I want to think you're right. He talks to us, not at us. I even want to thank Amelia Duran, the troll that's in here tonight, because you want to know what she did stick around. And she 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 probably did learn a thing or two, whether she wants to admit it or not. So thank you for being in the show tonight as well. It's always great to have people in here. Um, sure wish your mind was more open, but appreciate you being in here. And guess what? You exercised your First Amendment right for being in our show, and we thank you for that. You have that right to do it. We don't boot trolls. That is the definitely your right to be in here. I will read some of your comments later, and if you feel like messaging messages, you want to come on the show, maybe we can debate. Um, our main man, Logan's always asking somebody from a different mindset to come on the show. So, Mrs. Duran, if you'd like to message the show, oh, you agree with this. Awesome. It, it, See, look, we found out on here they were people were calling her a troll, and she's starting to see this is how it's done, people. This is how we get the word out. This is how we build bridges. We may not agree, we may not agree on everything, but there's things that we can find on common ground on, and we can build from that. Those are the building blocks. Those are the things that we're trying to grow. These are the relationships we're trying to build. Thank you, Amelia. Thank you for sticking around. You guys, like I always say, if we don't stand for the liberties and freedoms that we have today. Our children and our grandchildren, they're not going to have them tomorrow. Thank you to Zach in the back for always doing what you do. Thank you for making the show go. Thank you for helping me co-host tonight. My Jersey brother, love you, brother. Sorry you couldn't be on the show tonight. Guys, sorry the show. Planned the show for two guys tonight. Ended up going with one guy uh, and Zach trying to work from the back. So it was a little choppy, a little unusual, but it worked. Liberty prevails. Don't you guys forget, we've got... Logan and Troy Wednesday. We've got myself and Jermaine Bazio from Conservative Nation on Thursday. We got Louis sweeping it and bringing it right back around to you on Sunday. This is Major League Liberty brought to you by Liberty Prevails Media. Liberty Prevails. Thank you all. Good night. Have a good evening.
Major League Liberty. Defending life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And our happiness is always destroying the globalist agenda, exposing the flaws in fake news media, and of course, providing excellent entertainment.